Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. Take from here 30 men with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he dies. So there we see it again. The king, it's like whoever happens to be in front of him at the moment, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. You know, and they can be contradicting each other and expressing opposing viewpoints, you know, and he's going to find some way to just, to, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. How, could I, how could I possibly say no to you? Just go do it. You know, he, just, he has no spine. He has no integrity. And that's the cost of the fear of man. That's what it'll do to you. The fear of man can rob us of our integrity and threaten our lives. We must feed ourselves deeply on his word to starve out sin, even when we don't understand it. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth exhort us to keep reading until God gives us understanding, because he will change our hearts as we take the word of God in. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Jeremiah chapter 38 verse 4 with their continuing study entitled, Whom Do You Fear? Don't make false peace. Don't make excuses. Don't get sentimental about sin. Don't play the victim. Don't live by excuse righteousness. If you bring the baby tiger into your house and name it Fluffy, don't be surprised if you wake up one day and Fluffy's eating you alive. It's how sin works, and Fluffy knows her job. Sometimes sin lurks and festers for decades, deceiving the sinner that he really has it all under control until it unleashes itself on everything you built, cherished, and loved. God's word is poison to sin when embraced by a heart made new by the Holy Spirit. You starve indwelling sin by feeding yourself deeply on his word. Sin cannot abide in his word, so fill your hearts and minds with scripture. It comes from an unlikely convert who knows what she's talking about, and I find it very freeing and powerful that those who have been caught the most in the lies of sin, they crave truth. They crave truth. I crave truth because I know what sin does. I know how it destroys. Hmm. It really is patronizing to not give it. I love that that statement by her, you starve indwelling sin by feeding yourself deeply on his word. One of the most common complaints, one of the most common excuses that I hear (laughs) from you, from from our church family, from people I care about, is, you know, I, I try to read it, but I just don't understand it. And I'm going to keep saying this, I'm telling you, until either the rapture or I die. The solution to that is to keep reading. If you don't understand it, read it again. I had a lady sitting here Sunday night telling me, you know, and and it was a specific book in the Bible. She's like, I I read it and I don't understand it. And I've read it again. I don't understand it. And, And you know what I said to her? You know my answer to that? Read it again. Read it again. Keep reading. And, and don't, not necessarily just that one book. The whole book. The Bible is the best commentary on the Bible. Many times as you read, what you find is, you know, you read through one portion and, and you remember another portion. Wait a minute. That, and, and as you dig and, and put forth a little bit of effort, you find the answers to the things that you didn't understand in another area of Scripture. It's amazing. And 
Most importantly, as I've said so many times before, just tell him, Father, I don't understand. You promised me that you would teach me. The Bible says that you will be my teacher, so teach me. And he will. He will do that. I promise you have to, we need to read, we need to feed on the word of God. But see, what, what often happens in our day-to-day, I think, you know, what Elizabeth said a minute ago is, is so completely true. The modern, what we sometimes refer to as liberal church is just like the false prophets of Jeremiah's time. They are preaching lies. And the reason that it's necessary with, you know, again, with love, with compassion, you know, when people buy into this stuff, we need to say, listen, that's just... It's just not true. It's twisting the scriptures. It's perverting the word of God. Now, why? Well, because truth is truth. And at some point, just like Elizabeth was saying a minute ago, people suffer the consequences of their rebellion or or of having been deceived, having bought the lies. God's discipline is very measured. It will come to a conclusion consequences however completely different thing completely different thing they can be terrible they can they can be awful because of free will because of our own free will jeremiah 38 verse 4 it says therefore the princes said to the king please let this man be put to death for thus he weakens the hands of the men of war remain in the city the hands of all the people by speaking such words to them for this man does not seek the welfare of this people but their harm then zedekiah the king said look he's in your hand for the king can do nothing against you. Yes, you could, you went. So they took <laughs> Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the prison. And they let Jeremiah down with ropes. And in the dungeon, there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. So it's like he, there's this mud pit, you know, and, and he sinks. Apparently, almost like quicksand, sort of, but not exactly, but he sinks down into that and 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 you look it's like but god i mean he's he's your prophet i mean why are you letting that happen to him why he all he's trying he's just trying to do what you told him to do he's out there representing you i mean god why don't you protect him and actually he does it just doesn't look like it at first Verse 7 says now ebed melech the ethiopian one of the eunuchs who was in the king's house heard that they had put jeremiah in the dungeon when the king was sitting at the gate of Benjamin, Abed-Melech went out of the king's house and spoke to the king, saying, My lord, the king, these men have done evil in all that they've done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they've cast into the dungeon. And he's likely to die from hunger in the place where he is, for there's no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Abed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from here 30 men with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he dies. So there we see it again. The king, it's like whoever happens to be in front of him at the moment, he's like, Yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> You know, and they can be contradicting each other and expressing opposing viewpoints, you know, and he's going to find some way to just, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, how, could I, how could I possibly say no to you? Just go do it. You know, he, just, he has no spine. He has no integrity. And that's the cost of the fear of man. That's what it'll do to you. You know, we, we have to face that fear because staying true to the word of God is growing increasingly costly. You know, I've, um, it's interesting to me. I, I, I said to one of, the, one, of the, one of the government agencies 
with which I work as a volunteer chaplain, you know, they all, they all have now kind of taken a position saying, you can't talk about Jesus. Don't pray using that name. You have to pray non-sectarian prayers or non-denominational prayers. And I said, you know, I, I, I pray like I pray. So if you don't want me to pray, don't ask me to pray. That's how that works. I won't be offended if you don't ask me to come. And you, and you know what? I haven't done, I just realized I haven't done a ceremony in months and months and months. They just don't ask me to come and pray anymore in their public ceremonies. And it's just a ceremony. It's just a ceremony. But see, the thing is, we're getting, and, and most, most of our church around the country doesn't yet see it. But I'm telling you, I've seen it now for years. One of the offices in one of the, one of the law enforcement training academies that, um, that I used to go to on a very regular basis, and in the office, there was a, it was literally in writing. Remember, there are many faiths represented at our graduation ceremonies, and you're expected to pray a non-sectarian prayer. If this presents a problem of conscience for you, please notify us in advance so that we can get one of the military chaplains to come over and help us out. Because they don't have any choice. They can be ordered not to say that name. And they are. But only that name. Right. You can, you can, one of the rabbis at one point had a problem with it and said, you know what, I talk about Adonai, the Buddhists talk about Buddha, the, 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 the Muslims talk about, you know, Muhammad, Allah, you know, but the Christians can't mention Jesus? Well, why, why is that right? And even the, even the rabbis are beginning to, you know, speak up and recognize something's going wrong in the United States of America. Now, what's my point with that? Do you understand? This won't be changed through politics. You can vote for whoever you want to vote for. There's a trajectory that the Bible says we're on that will not be changed. By, I'm not suggesting you don't vote. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Vote. I saw Erica did. I saw her attack. She <laughs> voted today here in the city of Miami Beach. Vote. You have a responsibility if you're a citizen of the United States of America to get out there and vote. What I'm telling you is don't believe the false prophets that say everything's fine. That we shouldn't be focused on abortion. That the, that the primary issue in the United States is our economy. It's not the primary issue. We have to face the fact that we are first and foremost citizens of heaven. The Bible says that the United States of America will soon cease to exist. Did you know that? Where did I get that from? Second Peter, the earth and everything in it is going to dissolve in fervent heat. There will be no more nations. The kings of the earth, God himself will kill, according to the scriptures. Jesus himself will execute the kings of the earth. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, 
that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, as taught by Pastor Robert. But today's message is unique. As you listen today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Now, maybe you'd like to hear this message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth again. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and simply select Today's Date from the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to, download, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.